0: Hey everybody, this is Chuck Smith, back again with Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. And as you can tell by the inflection in my voice, this was a good game for Bayern Munich. As most of you who watched the game saw, it was an utterly dominant performance from Bayern. They swept right through Hoffenheim 4-1 in a game that I would really categorize as strong all-round. I think this was one of those performances that... We've been expecting to see and it looks like whatever slump that Bayern Munich was working through now seems to be a thing of the past. I think that the boys have turned the corner and I thought that they came back in a game against Hoffenheim. You know, a team that was able to thoroughly dispatch Bayern earlier in the season. And uh, you know, the Bavarians took it right to Hoffenheim from the get-go. They had great pressure early on. And eventually took an early lead that I think paved the way for just a, a supremely dominant performance. So let's just take a, a quick walk through of the major events within the game. Obviously, Hansi Flick had a couple of tough lineup choices to make. Uh, without Leon Goretzka or Javi Martinez available due to the coronavirus, uh, it would have looked like Quarantan Taliso would have been an option uh, up until he decided to go get a tattoo this week and put himself and his teammates in jeopardy. So Tolisso was effectively suspended for the game and also fined. And that opened up a nice opportunity for Mark Roca to come into the lineup and get to show himself after spending most of the season on the bench. Another interesting selection was for Flick to keep Lucas Hernandez on the bench. Uh, he opted to go with David Alba and Alfonso Davies on the left side of the defense. And I guess a, a couple of others that we probably would look at as not controversial but interesting is Nicolas Sula was once again on the bench to start the game, and so was Leroy Sané. So I think it's become clear uh, that Flick's got an idea of the rotation he's going to use. He's going to stick with it, and uh, really can't argue with the results. But let's uh, let's dive right into the action. In the uh, 32nd minute of the first half Byron had really spent most of the the first half possessing the ball creating chances but nothing had broken through up until that 32nd minute when Yashua Kimmich lined up for a corner and he found Jerome Boateng with just a perfect uh, cross from the corner and Boateng deposited the ball into the net with a really really great header and uh, it was just another excellent pass from Kimmich that uh, Boateng was able to get his head on. So great 1-0 lead there, and that opened the floodgates a little bit because just about nine minutes later in the 43rd minute, minute, Robert Lewandowski was dancing his way around the box until he ultimately found Thomas Muller and set Muller up for a Muller-esque goal where uh, he kind of fought the ball into the net, but it was uh, you know one of those things when you're hot like Muller is right now, those shots go in, and uh, Byron was up 2-0. And things were looking great up until about 30 seconds later when Hoffenheim found a little bit of a hole in the Bayern defense. Alfonso Davies was caught watching the game. Uh, Long pass went through to Babu, who then crossed the ball to Andre Kramarik, who found his way uh, in between the Bayern center backs for a quick goal. It was 2-1. I think some people started to sweat at that point, but if you were really watching the game intently there, That was just uh, a quick slip-up, honestly. I mean, Hoffenheim found Bayern asleep at the wheel a little bit, and we were heading into halftime, so there was not much cause for concern. I mean, Bayern had really, really controlled the game. Second half started. uh, Robert Lewandowski does his magic once again in the box. Kingsley Coman raced down the left side, put a cross in. Uh, Oliver Bauman made some contact with it, but the ball was laying there in the box, and... Lewandowski did what he always does when there is a, a ball waiting to be put in the net he did it and he gave Bayern a 3-1 lead it was a you know again it wasn't the most picturesque goal but it's exactly what Bayern needed and once the game got to 3-1 i think everyone kind of had the feeling that this was this was over and for good measure later on Coman again he just a terrific game set up Serge Gnabry who made it 4-1 in the 63rd minute, and that gave the game its final margin. Uh, really, again, really impressive contest from Bayern Munich. I thought Hoffenheim was game. It sounds weird to say. I mean, the game was 4-1, but Hoffenheim was very competitive. Uh, they clearly had a philosophy coming in that they were going to, to lay back a little bit and see if they could strike on a quick counter, and early they had a couple of opportunities that Bayern was able to to handle. Uh, unfortunately for Hoffenheim, you can only absorb so much pressure from Bayern before you crack, and that's what that's what happened. I mean, on Boateng's goal, uh, it was clearly like at that point of the contest, uh, Hoffenheim was a, getting a little tired. They were getting a little weary from having to withstand so much pressure, and it was just a perfect corner attempt from Kimmich that met Boateng's head. Uh, You know, when you look back at that first half, it always just felt like it was a matter of time. And for Bayern Munich, I thought, you know, at no point in the contest did I feel like they were under a heavy threat. I mean, obviously, Hoffenheim has some talent and they have some ability and they're able to strike quickly, but Bayern was firmly in control. And I guess it was only a little surprising in the fact that. You know, we had Roca in the midfield, and there wasn't really uh, too much of a book on him to see how he would handle the pressure. And it turns out that he did fairly well. I I would say that uh, partnering up with Kimmich, it provided Kimmich the confidence to venture maybe more forward than usual, uh, because Roca is, by nature, is just not an offensive player, and I, I think we saw some examples of that. But the twosome made the, that partnership work in the midfield. And obviously, you know, Leon Goretzka is the primary choice to partner with Kimmich. But uh, Roca, you know, he stepped in. And I thought, honestly, his performance today, uh, it would probably, in my mind, give him the edge over Quarantan Tolisso moving forward. Only because Tolisso, I think, has not been as consistent. He hasn't really shown that he's handled how to work together with either Goretzka or Kimmich. And Roca, I think by being a little more conservative and a little bit more defensive-minded, was able to be a better fit. Almost as if you know, Javi Martinez, when he fills in in that spot, how he provides a little stability, I felt like Roca did that. So I I think it was a very encouraging uh, performance from Roca. And I think that this is something that they can build on. And if Taliso can't stay out of the tattoo parlor, (laughs) I think that Hansi Flick has a good option now moving forward with uh, Roca. Uh, another couple of notes that things that I saw during the game, I thought Thomas Muller was once again excellent. He seems to have hit a point in his personal game where he has now become that scoring threat once again while also simultaneously being able to constantly look to set up his teammates. I thought he was a commanding presence on the pitch. He was constantly talking, constantly moving, constantly creating. Uh, just a, an A-plus performance, in my mind, from Muller. Uh, and you could probably also say the same thing about Lewandowski. Lewandowski, while he had a goal and assist, I think at some point people might have thought he was a little quiet, but assuredly he was not. He was constantly moving and working. His work rate is fantastic. And he was definitely one of the players, I would say, had had a great performance, even if you know, for periods of time, it looked like he might be having an off game. Uh, He was not. He just was not on the ball maybe as much as we normally see him. But he was constantly working and moving and creating a lot of problems for Hoffenheim. I just thought across the front line, when you factor in Serge Gnabry finally pumping in a goal and Kingsley Coman being a constant threat, I thought the front line was just awesome, Uh, just a tremendous effort. Uh, all four of those players I thought were good. And even when Le- Leroy Sané came in, I thought he added something. Uh, you know, he set up Benjamin Pavard for a goal that was ultimately called off because of an offside. But, you know, Sané was very encouraging from him as well. I don't think that this is a contest where you can kind of look at things and, and start to pick apart any of the Byron players. I think that, uh, you know, those offensive players, the forwards, the wings – they, they all played well I, I was I was super impressed and you know I already touched on the, the partnership that Kimmich and, and Roca had in the midfield. I thought that was very encouraging and I think that those two have some potential moving forward if Flick opts to go with Roca over uh, Tolisso. Uh, defensively yeah there, there were some issues at times but again uh, this was an encouraging performance. I think early in the game, Byron got caught looking and watching a couple of times, found themselves out of position, uh, especially on the the goal that Hoffenheim had. I think that was just a mental lapse from Alfonso Davies. I think that, you know, sometimes Davies gets caught up in his own speed and thinking that he can catch everything. But we've seen him uh, more than a few times this year have some problems with his positioning and reading balls out of the air. And I think his inability to to read that particular ball – cost him just a split second in hesitation and allowed Babu to get behind him. And then, obviously, uh, Kramaric was able to finish off the cross. But, uh, again, I'm not going to make too much out of that. I think that that's an area for improvement with Davies. I mean, You could also say that the center backs have to do a better job defending that cross in. But these are all things that we knew were problems of late. Uh, they're not as prevalent as they were three weeks ago, and I think that's why you can say this is just a marked improvement. Uh, you know, if we were a, a month back or three weeks back, I mean, Hoffenheim may have had two, three, four goals from those kinds of opportunities over the course of the game. But in this instance, uh, Bayern Munich was able to, those players on the Bayern Munich back line were able to, to withstand the pressure when it came and, and made some good decisions. So, again, area of opportunity for Davies to improve his game but uh, I'm not going to make too big a deal out of it. I would really love to see him work on that improvement, improve on that, just because I feel like once he masters that, if he can get that part of his game down at this point, he's really, really going to be close to getting back to that form that he showed last year. And I know it's very difficult. We have a lot of Davies fans in the uh, BFW community, and some people don't like to hear him get criticized. But as a young player, he needs probably to hear this and I'm sure that Flick and some of the other coaches are telling him these same exact things and as he grows and develops as a player if he can incorporate and improve on these type of things I think that he'll definitely make that step to to being even better than he showed he could be last year Uh, and I guess the the final person I think we want to talk about is Manuel Neuer just a couple of just world-class saves when you have Neuer playing at this form at the back, it affords you to have a couple of slip-ups a game. Now you don't want to experience those, but Neuer himself has really just been excellent. And I think that you know, even though he didn't get the clean sheet today, he performed well enough to have uh, to have earned it. He just uh, got a little bit unlucky with that defensive lapse there at the end of the first half. But it, it's just a really superb effort again from Manuel Neuer. Overall, a great effort from the team. I think Hansi Flick did a phenomenal job in setting his team up for success. I thought the players responded in kind and really played well. They controlled play. They were constantly threatening Hoffenheim. And, and one of the things I think that I came away super impressed is how quickly Bayern now looks to counterattack for themselves. After being victimized all season by quick counters, Byron has really embraced taking the ball quickly and getting upfield themselves. And when you see Lewandowski and Muller and Coman and Gnabry and whoever else is out there charging up the field, it is a threatening look for these other teams to deal with. So I was really, really happy with the effort today. Really pleased, I think, if you're a Bayern fan, you can look at this game and say there is a lot to build from. The team is starting to get back in the form. And, yeah, of course, there are some areas for improvement. But this was really a solid win, a great effort. And I think that uh, this is a good one to build from. The boys appear headed in the right direction. And Hansi Flick is starting to get that handle on the rotation and who to play and where to play them. And once he starts to feel that confidence in his own squad selection and pushing all the right buttons, I think that that this is just going to be one of those periods where we see Byron start to spike their performances and really do well. So once again, this is Chuck Smith. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Drop us some comments in the blog post or you can hit us up on social media. You can get me at the Barrel blog. You can get us as a website at Bavarian FP We love to hear from you and we appreciate having the opportunity to do these post games with you. So thank you again and we will see you next time.